Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to the Fatback 4. I'm Gavin. With me this week, I have got Shawnee, Keith, and Emma. This show is brought to you by a new um, charity drive that we're doing that I will get into halfway through the show, if I remember. If I forget after about 30 minutes, one of the lads here will shout at me and I'll give you all the details. Um, if you're watching and you haven't hit the like button, do it now before we get into the whole crux of the matter. Hit the like button. If you're watching and you're not subscribed, subscribe as well. It helps us. It helps us a lot, I'm being told. So like, subscribe, go to the bell icon, knock that on. And every time you go live or we upload videos, you'll get a notification so you won't miss anything. All shows, of course, are available for audio download as well. And if you've downloaded them, it takes about 30 seconds to hit the review button and say, yeah, these are great. Hit five stars and then go about your day. So there you go. Um, Pmax says no FXG, FSG excuses, please. Okay, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, <laughs> no bother, P-Mac. Any, any, uh, any other requests? Anything else? Uh, any sing other a song? Anything else? Um, we have got an alternative ending to a movie as well this week, which we were, we were discussing earlier, which you're going to love. Uh, Keith, um, this is fucking brutal. Poxy. Absolutely brutal. And uh, you know what? I'm just looking at things and, and worries you have. And you kind of get a bit of a an upturn against Ajax, although I don't think we are great in the first 35 minutes or so of that. But you get a little bit of an, an upturn in that. And then here we are again, Sunday evening, talking about a game that's that's gone in 24 hours ago. And you're like, this is just, this is just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. I mean, oh, I sorry. think the Ajax... PMAX says, speak oh, the truth. If you think we're lying to you, knock off me. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah. Uh, Keith, go on. Sorry, yeah, um, I, I think the Ajax thing was all played a bit. I thought we were good against Ajax. Ajax had to win that game and came out at the start, had one chance at the beginning, but then huffed and puffed and ran out of steam. I thought we were good in that, and that's one of the most frustrating things for me is that, you know, we can lift that game for Manchester City, get beaten by Nottingham Forest, go out and do the business against Ajax and then get beaten by Leeds. You know, it's it's so inconsistent. Um, it's... It, it's frustrating and that's the biggest the biggest issue I have is the is it consistency I don't know if it is because they can go out and put out these performances but then they drop these absolute stinkers in between them and to me it's a mentality issue with some of these lads they've they've gone through 
I mean, if you look at the, the bulk of that squad and the bulk of the team that plays, they're there a long time. They, they've got a lot of miles on the clock. They've got a lot of, you know, it, it takes a lot to do with these 90 plus seasons. We know that it, it's, it's hard to keep doing them and to be in these big races all the time. But these lads, these lads, lads look shattered mentally and physically. But I'm not going to give them the excuse this week because the laziness that I see now is starting to annoy me. It's starting to fucking grind on me. And I don't mean lazy physically. I mean lazy mentally. And look, I like Joe Gomez as an option, but he's in the fucking the forward line for me at the moment because it's it's these little lapses that are giving away chances that are turning into goals all the time. And people can blame Allison on the one yesterday, but... You know, Gomez hits a blind ball back and gives away a goal. So he's one that's just, it to me, is struggling. I like, again, I, as I said, I like him, but I don't know. He's just, he's the one that, that's starting to do my head in at the moment. We will talk about, I suppose, how Liverpool have uh, have been performing, how the manager has been performing. And look, you was done a show about FSG the other night, and I thought it was very good. It was very balanced. I think everyone was of the opinion that they've done good off the pitch, but on the pitch, we need to do more. I agree with you. Do you know what I mean? I agree with you that um, they do need to do more, but they're not on the pitch. And these are lads that have, that have gone to the well for us all over and over again. And we're not seeing the desire and the, I sound like fucking Eamon Dunphy and John Giles here, the honesty of effort, do you know what I mean, that you want from lads. If the chips are down, sometimes you have to just grind these things out. And we're being, getting beaten by the 20th team in the league last week and the 19th team in the league this week. It's There's no excuse for it. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's blame for everybody in the whole fucking club on this as, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, yeah, it's frustrating. It's annoying. At least they gave us till Saturday night around our weekend this week. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't Saturday morning. Shane McCall's body language of these players is awful. No fight at all. Loses mentality at the minute. All feeling sorry for themselves. Get a grip and show some balls. Uh, Sean Swain with a super chat says, um, Jordan Klopp, he's won the Grand Slam. No out talk is welcome. Uh, personally, I think any talk of Jurgen Klopp leaving Liverpool Football Club is mental. Um, somebody else said, uh, I want to I bring it up because, let me see. Um, Tony says, still making fun of people who want the best for the club, I see. Uh, we're not making fun of anyone, Tony. We're, having, we're trying to have a bit of laugh, for fuck's sake. I don't think... Um, Tony, do we? I, I don't. I, no, I don't think. The, I don't think the lad that was talking earlier. He's in the chat all the time. Uh, let me see. What was the name? Uh, P Mac NZ. I presume that's New Zealand. P Mac's in here loads. He, he knows what our humour is like. We're not laughing at anyone or making a laugh of anyone. Um, and everyone wants the best for the club as well. So um, we we'll, yeah. we'll leave that there. Um, Shawnee, you know, Keith does say he looks shattered mentally and physically, um, and I don't think that's an excuse Keith's making. I think he's just. They are shattered mentally and physically, but you know, um, what does another one up here? Uh, Dylan O'Rourkefield doesn't agree with Keith. He says it's not inconsistency, it's constantly shy. We've been outplayed by Leeds and Forest, can lose games in a season that happens. We deserve to lose the games we are. If you like, I, I kind of half agree with both Shawnee there because. I think yeah. at the start of the season, we were kind of going, Oh, look, we're getting into the season, you know, quick turnaround, blah 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 blah. And we're kind of, not making excuses, but giving them a bit of leeway. But I, I'm kind of on the side that I agree that they're physically and mentally shattered. But we're not doing, I don't think we're doing anything to help ourselves. Game on game. Anything whatsoever. Yeah. I think we're consistently inconsistent. That's that's what we've mm. been. Uh, <clears throat> I think 
what was kind of a we all thought it was like a, a blip, like the first the, the the first game away to Fulham, the first opening day of the season. You think, oh, they can be up for it, and they were up for it. But they ran all over us, and then Palace gave us butter. I like I had a look. I made this point a few weeks ago on a podcast, and like it still hasn't changed. I looked back at our fixtures. I'm actually going to just pull them up now, real quick. I looked at the results and the games we've played and our fixtures, and I was going through them like kind of one-on-one having a look trying to see because from what I can see like I, I, I look right here so we, we start at Fulham it's 2-all Palace one all United beat us 2-1 we're well beaten to be fair we get a late goal we beat Bournemouth 9-0 which is looking like an anomaly so Newcastle 2-1 last minute winner Everton nil all could have lost it could have won it uh, Brighton 3-all could have lost it could have won it Arsenal beaten 3-2. City 1-0. Could have lost it. Could have won it. West Ham 1-0. Nearly drew at the end. At last minute block. Forest 1-0. Could have won it. Could have lost it. Tight game. R- right in it. And yesterday was just the same. We're getting into these ding-dongs every week. Yeah. There's no control in the game. Um, there's like Literally, I'm, I was sitting in the pub yesterday with a Leeds fan and he turns around and goes, what are Liverpool doing here? What are you taking quick throw-ins and quick kick-outs? We're all obvious. Just take the fucking sting out of the game. You're at Anfield. You're at Anfield. And we just went tiff at that with them. And again, like, Keith saying about, like, I'm with Keith on the Gomez train. You can't be brilliant one week against City and then go out and just look like a fucking headless chicken because he was terrible. He was terrible away the Forest and he was terrible yesterday. And it's just... It's just like I see panic in every single one of our players this season, including Van Dijk. Panic. Fabinho. Fabinho does be in yards of space now and he's just hacking at the ball. That there's just the players look physically and mentally burnt out, but it's not an excuse here because you should be fucking beating nineteen to twenty in the league handy with the quality that we have. And yeah. I said it I said it to Keith the other night in the in the in the WhatsApp. I asked, like, is it, I like Harvey Elliott, but what does he do? If I turn around, I said to you, what, what does Harvey Elliott do? What type of... He's Don't busy. Answer. He's busy. Doesn't create a lot of chances. Yeah. I think... He's neat. I he, think there's... I think there's we, something... Uh, we've went away. We've went away from what made Liverpool so great. The genie Hendo fucking... Fabinho midfield that we had functionality walk rate efficiency quality recycling let let the Mavericks do that walk doesn't work for us and and what's happening is our defence is bearing the brunt for our midfield and having no control and our attackers are under constant pressure needed to take every chance they get because they know we're shipping one or two here we don't keep fucking clean sheets anymore no, we're never going to we're never going to keep clean sheets. Just on the Harvey Elliott thing, I, th- I think he's one of the. In fairness, I think he's one of the players that. He's not I, I'm, No, I, no, Shani, I'm looking. I'm looking. Through, I'm looking through the. I'm looking through this side, and and Harvey Elliott's a, a young kid playing football, right? Very, very good, right? He, yes. And if you're in, and if you're in Liverpool's force team, you should be expected to play. Yes. Like you should be in Liverpool's force team. But the I only agree. grace I give Harvey Elliott is I think he's been one of our better players this season. In in. 
Uh, I think he has because I, I think has, yeah. I think I think he he's I think he's held the ball better. <laughs> I think no, hold on, I, I'll answer you. What, what do you think he does? I think he holds the bear ball better than a lot of um, players have. Fabinho being the, the biggest one, and we got onto him a bit. I think he walks. I think he walks harder than a lot of midfielders, right? And you see, that's the thing. People go, people say to you, oh, well, oh, well he walks. Well, yeah, because when you look at the other ones around them, they're being walked past, like walked past, right? I think Harvey Elliott, for as good as he is, is still 19 or 20 years of age, whatever he might be. He, he still needs at this, and hold on, he still needs at this stage of his career, if he's coming in, he needs, and it should be expected, that big players around him perform, and none of them are. None yes, of that's what I think. Allison, Allison, I think, I think Allison has performed. I think Harvey Elliott has performed. I've, I've seen good performances from certain players, but there's some of them. And listen, this is a me just absolutely cracking the whip on all these players because there's, there's obviously issues as to why. But at the same time, we're watching it all the time. What's going on, and we're not fucking changing anything if you're going to get ran through midfield turn around swallow your pride and say listen we're putting three back in there and two of them are going to sit in front of them centre halves and we're going to pull everything back into our half because there's no point we're not pressing the fucking ball we're actually oh by pressing at the moment we're opening ourselves up to all sorts Emma how are you feeling after that yesterday Um, you know go whatever direction you want because this will go whatever direction you feel like it I'm I'm kind of there I'm with Keith as well. It's like it's not. It's not I'm, I don't want to say laziness. They do look mentally tired, but we're we're passing balls like Gomez aside. We're playing blind passes, and um, that used to come off, or we used to be in those positions, and maybe they're not used to a new formation or whatever. But the amount of times we gave the ball away yesterday was unbelievable, and Thiago more than anybody probably. Although I think. Elliot yesterday probably wasn't his best game. I think a lot of our, our attacks broke, that broke down were down to Elliot. He has been one of our best players, but the yardstick isn't very big. Like, do you know what I mean? This season, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I don't want to. I, I don't want to <coughs> be getting all positive. There's no way of being positive, but we've been in a, we've been in worse positions. Um, I think it's just that this one has happened at the very start of the season. And it's not got any better. But Emma, we, we've been. Hold on, I'll answer the question. Then we've been yeah. in worse positions, but we've. But that's probably due to a lack of form, a little bit of unluck. You know, looks not yeah. being against us, injuries, whatever. We've been in that position. But you looked at the players. You meant, listen, he's had a dip or he's missing. But at the moment, if you're being oh. honest, you're looking going. That's not a dip anymore. That's not a dip anymore. That's not a dip anymore. And I'll give you the players are injured, right? But what player? is injured, that's going to come in and play in that midfield and stop us being walked all over. Yeah, no, look, it's it's going to need somebody to come in. It's going to need recruitment to, to fix that because, look, myself and Keith said in the summer when we were talking about uh, midfielders, we were more on the defensive side of things. Uh, like a, like a, somebody to come in behind Fabinho and I think that's more apparent than ever. I don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong with him. Chap's only 28, right? So I'm not on board with the, his legs are gone. I, I don't know. There's been several instances over the last couple of weeks where Klopp has absolutely balled them out of it. So yeah. I don't know whether something's gone on there or has gone on I've there. noticed I it two or three it. times in the yeah. last four or five games. Yeah. Do you know what else I noticed? And somebody else said earlier <laughs> on there, I'm not always one for the, the, the atmosphere that Anfield has been shite, but I don't know whether anybody else noticed in the chat or here. Did anybody see Fabinho trying to get the crowd going at one stage? 
yesterday. If you watch, no, if you watch the full match back, he's turning mm. around. He's actually looking into the into the cup, trying to shouldn't be doing that either. Like, do you know what I mean? No. But um, it is. Look, our, our midfield is being played through way too much, and that's that's where the problems are. are. Uh, we're we have to rotate uh, Henderson and Fabinho. I only said it last night. I was in the pub watching it as well, and the fucking stick I got off United fans, and I don't have an answer. Normally, have an answer like, do you know what I mean? Or you can pop back, but I, I just have to sit there and take it. Um, we're now making substitutes not to impact on the game, but to save lads' legs. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's been in the last few games. Normally, and, and you normally do that if you're three or four ahead. We've been making these changes to save lads' legs while we're nil all, one all. One nil, like do you know what I mean? Um, what, like who was he yesterday? Milner, Jones, Fine. yeah, Milner for Trent, yeah. We're, we're looking for a, we're looking for a, a, a second goal, and you've got Carvalho. I know he hasn't set the world on fire just yet, but surely you need to be. We only used three subs yesterday, um. So look, I don't know, I don't know how to feel. Um, it's I, I saw, I think it was actually Dylan as well, just there in one of the comments saying that other managers will have lost their jobs at this stage but club has so much in the bank like do you know what I mean yeah. so that's what that's why other managers because they don't um, but look talk of that is 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 ridiculous but uh, you do kind of need to nearly start questioning his decisions his, his substitutions his, I don't want to say starting lineups do you know what I mean but something something has to change Keith the midfield is a huge concern right but when you when you look, we've tried this two sitting, and we have one in front in Firmino, and we have Salah on one side, whatever it might be, right? Um, Elliot might go one side, whoever it is. Now we are missing Jota, right? Jota's a really good pressure the ball, but like Jota's missing, right? Jota, Firmino, Salah, Nunes, um, Diaz, 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 right? So if you if you do you have any sympathy for the midfield? Because when you look at what we have up front, no, I'm not. I'm not asking you to say yes to this. I'm just putting it out there. Because what I know from the Liverpool side is, if we go out with four-two-three-one or four-three-three, and we want to play up that high, and we want to be have them advanced players that advance up the pitch when we don't have the ball, it's so much down to the press, right? Not winning the ball back, but hurrying people into things where we make it load of balls 70 30 in our in our favor and then we win it and then we go from there when you look at our forwards at the minute the press isn't there midfield is getting on top of and then the midfield i don't think have the legs and then the defense is gone but the air defense was used to you know defend them when we needed to but overall we are all about listen when anything comes towards us we, we've 70 it's a 70 30 ball and we're gonna win it van dyke whoever it might be do you have any sympathy for the midfield or do you just think hold on if they're gonna go up that high and okay, and the press isn't great. They should have some short, sort of shape, Keith. Because when I look at it, I just think there's one ball coming out of that defence from Leeds or Nottingham Forest or whoever. And all they're doing is laying a ball off somewhere and there's a fella gone right through the middle of our, our, our pitch or their midfield. Do you have any sympathy for them? Or do you think it's, no, this is just, it's just constant rotation of players that I I genuinely look at them and think they can't complete a game. That's how bad I think they are. Yeah, the only sympathy I have is, is that they're, they're the scapegoats for it now. Do you know what I mean? Like that. They're you know Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago are now two from that three tend to be getting the start in there and and 
none of them are pulling up trees. Look, I'm a huge Thiago fan. I don't think he's playing great. Henderson doing nothing. Great assist in Ajax. Other than that, not really doing much. Fabinho falling off a cliff really form-wise. Whether he can get that back or not, I don't know. I don't really have much sympathy for the midfield in that. I think they're big enough and ugly enough to know how to play football. Do you know what I mean? These are all top, top players. Do you know, I, I have sympathy for Harvey Elliott in the sense, and, and look, me and Shawnee have spoke back and forth about Harvey Elliott. I agree with what Shawnee says. He's not a central midfield player. He's a, an attacking midfield player who doesn't have defensive chops, that doesn't have the instincts to do the little covers and all them little bits that you need to do. But he's, he, I do think he is trying, whereas I think it's easier if you're a player like that, if you're going into a team that has an on-form Fabinho and an on-form Thiago, we don't have that and I think he's suffering for it. The forwards, look, the forwards are, are doing as much work. If we take chances, we win the games easily and that's the story in every game. So, as Shawnee said, we're touch and go on most of these games whether we win them or lose them, but we should really be winning them all, but it's only it's still papering over the cracks that the midfield is old and slow and it's not able to to win the games. We've said this loads of times in this channel before. Air midfield just needs to be functional. Air midfield needs to be the engine of the team in the sense that it just has to facilitate attacking fullbacks and an attacking unit that, that likes to get forward and do what it has to do. And that's why they were so good. And I said it before, Manchester United's best team for me was 08 to 10 when they had Ronaldo, Tevez, Berbatov, Rooney, but they had absolute stockings of shite in midfield who could just do a job for them to allow them to play. And that's what Liverpool were good at. At the moment, we have lads who cannot move, but they're all experienced international players who should be able to say, right, I can't move, I can't press but I can still pass the ball and they're not passing the ball well enough. They're not holding the ball well enough. They're not keeping the ball. They're, they're playing blind passes. They're playing quick passes that are going nowhere. And they're just putting pressure back onto the team. The forwards, Diaz was always, Diaz was our best attacking player so far this season, in my opinion, until he got injured because he was able to take the ball and be an, an out ball. So when the fuck do we need the forward to be the out ball to relieve the pressure? Do you know what I mean? We apply the pressure and we're not doing no, that. Now, you lose a Sadio Mane from your team and we all know, you know, we can rewrite history and say, oh, Mane was always great. He was off the boy last season, but he constantly walks his arse off. He constantly worked hard and he constantly had that will to win. And we're in a bit of a transition up the top end of the pitch as well, in my opinion. You know, not just in the midfield, and the defence, the defence is where I expect, you know, there's no changes there. I expect them to be able to to do better as well. But it's just all over the pitch, Gav. It's all over the pitch. I blame the midfield in the sense that, you know, they're not they're not inexperienced. They should be able to do something more than what they're doing. But they're not getting any help. They're not getting help from the forest. They're not getting help from the defence. And they're not getting help from the, the club, the manager, the owners, whoever it is that are not investing. We've said it a million times. You said it last week on the FSG show. They need to be, you need to be um, future-proof in all your positions. You need to have younger midfield players in there. And it doesn't have to be, I think we need four now, but we didn't always have to be four. Do you know what I mean? It should have been one. It should have been one. It should have been one. And that's how you build it up. Instead, we've got a case where we've got the slowest midfield in the league. No way of changing it. Like, unless Naby Keita, if Naby Keita is the answer, I don't know what the question is. And... What can we do? We bring in Arthur Mello. The fella gets injured till February and he's still there. 
the fuck is that? Like, if we'd done a deal that was signing I this would fella, say, what? No, because I, I, would, say, had him I would say he's still there because I would say it's something ri- written in that he stays there. I think, it, I honestly believe if Liverpool had the option, he'd be gone. I don't know. You know, an injury like that usually doesn't <clears throat> No, because, the, because the, the quote that came out was that he would stay at the club. Um, he's not due back till January, they said. Um, and there was no um, loan, breaking of loan clause. No break clause, yeah. Yeah, in the thing. Yeah. So they're, they're stuck with him. Um, yeah. Mem Create says, uh, with a super chat, he says, when Thiago's one in midfield coming out with the most turnovers, it's telling that the midfield are currently caught between helping defenders and supporting the attack. Klopp was yelling at Fabinho that you're the fucking six. Um, like, Shani. You know, we're watching these games. It's like fucking Groundhog Day for most of them. Um, but, you know. Yeah. No, yeah, no, you're right, because you've read out a lot of stuff there earlier, and you're kind of going, similar game, similar game, similar game. How we can see that they're very similar. You know, and, yeah, it's a mistake from Gomez, and I'll get into a couple of players in a bit. But, like, surely if Klopp's looking at this, right, and, okay, say for argument's sake, there's players off form, right, and he doesn't have the options. Right, doesn't have the options to change it because of we've a few people missing. Okay, no, 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 no. I just want to ask you if if if, if players are out of form, or you say Fabinho, and he hasn't got the options, he's trying to rotate as much as he can, but he can't all the time, right? Because I think I genuinely think there's something up by Henderson because he, he genuinely can't complete a game of football, right? But surely, Shawnee, should we should the manager look and go, okay, he's out of form, he's fucking has a niggle, we're not playing well, and change something, Shawnee. I don't like, think you can, Gav. Ah, Sean, like even the even the even the the way we go out and approach games. Yeah, you well, said I, it. We're making it a ding dong game, and we're never coming out on top of it. Well, I think it, it just like my my more or less starting games now one nil down, and it's like a mentality thing, and that's kind of I didn't do the part last Sunday because like after that Forest game, I'm kind of a little bit withdrawn from it now. Like you wouldn't believe, honestly, I said I would be in statuses, and I actually have been. But that fucking Forest game royally wound me up because it just it looked like they were feeling sorry for themselves, and there's a bit of that going on as well. I think, but I just think that it, it all comes down if you look at like what this Liverpool team is built on. It's a system. It's a it's always been a well-oiled machine, and basically now you fucking half the cogs are gone out of the middle. The rest of it's not going to work. It, it's not like we've got this sort of gun how oh, no holds barred, fucking throw everything at it, wait on moments of quality sort of team. We operate as a system. It's all been so methodical, the way we build up the attacks. The the midfielders allowing the fullbacks to get on, the fullbacks taking pressure off the forwards, allowing them to go inside. Now you have Mo Salah who's pinned to the line, further away in the goal than he's ever been. You've Darwin Nunes, who's a different type of forward that we've ever had, and you Diaz, who was out, who was playing well, and Bobby, who, in my opinion, has been our best player this season, Firmino. But it, it just so happens that Bobby didn't play a whole lot of fucking football last year, so he's not as bollocks. You need to remember they played sixty-three games last year. This was always going to happen. This was always going to happen. The fact that they didn't fucking rectify it in the summer is now just coming back to bite us. Because what's happening now is we're being bitten for windows where we only made two or three signings when we should have made four. Yeah. And, and we found ourselves, we've always said it, we should have been, we were a window behind the whole time and we had to fucking rectify that. And they didn't. They made a bollocks of it. 
and the wheels are coming off now for so many different reasons because of burnout. The block, the bodies aren't there. Club can't rotate. The, you can't rotate, so the players are getting injured more. There's fucking hamstrings going all over the league. There's ham like the footballers have never been asked to play more football in this season. And then after a 64 game season last year, where if I'm being honest with you, we got two fucking kicks to the face in the last week of the season last year. With what happened with the Villa and the City game, and then what happened in fucking Paris. Before and after the game. It was never, ever, ever going to be good enough just to go in and go, they'll go again. They'll do it. There's Nunes, Manny out, Nunes in. Who else did we sign the summer? Ramsey and Carvalho. No problem with that if there was a midfielder on top of it. I'm fine with that. But you need to be looking going, what the fuck? How did he expect us to get through this? Mm. Who was watching this? And, and now you're reading around now that the club are looking for fucking doctors and all. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. Well, Darius, it just blows my mind that we've been saying this stuff. And I, I'll speak for, for me. I know little of fuck all about football. Honestly, at the yeah. highest level, I sit here and I talk. We, we all saw this. Yeah. <laughs> we all saw it. Everybody saw this. Well, I'm going to hold my hand up and say, I wouldn't say I've fully seen it. Because, no, 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 I, I'm going to be honest. I, I did because when, when we were all calling, no, we were all calling for a midfielder. Yeah, well, I get that. But I kind of, naively, I suppose, um, when I listened to Klopp and Klopp was like, no, I'm happy with this and I'm happy with that. And I kind of took her on board that, listen, he knows the ins and outs of every player here, every fucking, every yard they run, every, you know, all this fucking stuff. And I kind of, you trust the expert, you know, like, it's like bringing me car to a mechanic and he says you need that and I'm going to go, now I fucking don't, well, he's a mechanic, he knows about the car, he knows more than you, so, me possibly naively went, well, he said he doesn't want one, you know what I mean, he said he doesn't kind of need one, and I kind of went with that, now, he's admitted he's wrong, I think it's it's wrong, and I think, um, in fairness, when you look at it now, it's not only where we're, we're treading water, we're there, and we're kind of going, we're getting through games, but this isn't improving, we're drowning. Um, we're, we're absolutely drowning. Darius says it's obvious now that we needed investment. Are, are, are we as fans supposed to spend the next two months screaming into the wind about it? If that's the case, since we qualify for Champions League, I might switch off from Liverpool until then. Um, God, uh, like people yeah. there are saying about Klopp, right? The loyalty thing. I, I, I don't agree with that because I think when people say loyalty, they're talking about the likes of fucking maybe Ox and Katie. But you need to realise these fellas are on obscene cash. Like, yeah. Ox is on mad money. He's on about 160, 180 grand a week. The fella doesn't play football games. How the fuck are we going to get someone to pay for him and then pay his wages? We got, but we, 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 like, someone said it the other day on Twitter, we have two, play, two midfielders who should be in the prime of their careers and are giving us little of fuck off. Navi Keita and Oxley Chamberlain, and they've completely fucking, for want of a better team, hamstrung us. They should have been fucked out at the foresight. And then you're turning around saying, Club saying you're all right. It's fucking bollocks, Gav, because they were trying to do a deal for too many. They had a fucking 50 million deal lined up for him, and he goes off to Madrid. So how can, like, how can you tell me that Liverpool, like one of the best fucking run clubs in the world, which I still believe we are, regardless of a fucking three-month bad start to the season, how could they not go down the list of players thinking, we could get him, we could get him, we could get him, or we'll wait for the right one? 
And, and from what I heard now, we had a fucking deal agreed for Jude Bellingham. And he won't pay the wages that he wants. So See, this is I the heard. problem, Shani. They're not and, going and for the, the list anymore. Jude Bellingham was... With, was we've been we were literally told if he's going to play in England, he's going to play for Liverpool, and we fucking agree the fee with bought Dortmund over a hundred million, and we won't pay his wages. What are you heard from a fella last night from Liverpool who's close to it, and he fucking supports everything, and he told me he supports everything, and he told me that's what you heard, and that's what's going around that they won't give him the fucking wages. But well, he get anywhere else. So what are we thinking? They're gonna fucking sit out and wait, and, no, and they, not, yeah, it's fucking. Ridiculous. They fucked us royally here. And they, do you know who else they fucked big time? They fucked Klopp to begin with. And he's the one who was fucking kind of covering for them in a sense. But what the fuck are we going to do, Gav? They don't give a bollocks, really. Because the longest we're going to be out of Champions League now is a season. Because we'll be in a by default after that. Yeah, well, that's, that brings me on to this. Because Jealous Ruban says um, they've been running to the ground because of misplaced loyalty from Klopp and underinvestment from FSG. It's simple. Um, I think they've been... If you if you think they've been running to the ground, it's because of misplaced loyalty and underinvestment from FSG and Klopp. I think you need to redo that sentence because I'm I'm still of the opinion that if you're going to criticise or praise Liverpool Football Club, usually the praise comes in one big package. The whole lot, aren't they so great? And then when something goes wrong, it's like let's point the finger. At whoever, because um, it was another question from Mush, and I wasn't uh, Mush. Probably thought I was. Uh, ignoring him or her earlier because he says, Gav, would you demote or sack Julian Ward and get an experienced sporting director that knows how to rebuild his team or trust Ward and Klopp to rectify their own mess? Um, yeah, I think you would have to trust. I think, listen, I'll put it to this way. <coughs> Liverpool need work. They need work, right? Yeah, I get the injuries and that's absolutely fine. Um, like, you can point to injuries. But, but trust me, if Liverpool don't make big moves, right, and I'm not talking spend 200 million or three, 400 million. I'm talking if Liverpool don't big big moves, um, personnel wise to change what they have between now and the start of next season, you would seriously have to look and go, what are we fucking playing at here? Because it's it's you know it's staring at you. It's absolutely staring at you, Emma. Joe Gomez, no, sorry, sorry, Emma, no, I'm sorry, I won't, I'll ask you this question in a second, I have to read this out, okay, um, because I've promised myself I won't forget, and I nearly fucking did, right, so, I get an email the other day, um, from Johnny, Johnny is a long-time viewer slash listener to this show, he's he's watching years and years and years, right, um, he emailed me to say that, um, the charity work we've done with the likes of Keane, Sienna, um, Bobby Falacon stuff like that he said is absolutely amazing he said he has a um thing close to home not so much close to home but close to him that he would like to pull forward for us to try to help with and of course I just went yeah no problem so um we have a link in the description to a GoFundMe for a girl named Lydia now Lydia is 17 years of age and um she uh, the the condition she suffers where I struggle to say okay um, if someone wants to look up the go for me there and try to call her out you absolutely can I'm presuming Emma or Keith or Shawnee will right but he's asked me to help it's £5,000 she needs okay um, it's it's a, it's a big amount of money but in the grander scheme of things it's quite achievable what we can do right so I asked Johnny and I said to Johnny look tell us a bit about her um, let us know I, I've read the go for me which gives you great information on who she is and what she suffers with um, so he did 
He said her name is Lydia. She's 17 from St. Albans in Herefordshire, England. She has Asperger's and autism. She unfortunately has endometriosis. Wow, well done. Yeah, well that's done. it. Yeah, that's the one. Wow, yeah. that, that's me now, you see. Yeah, anything can happen at Liverpool Football Club. I said that word right. Endometriosis. He said, ask any woman suffering with it and they'll say childbirth is easy compared to this pain. Well, it's common in the womb. However, Lydia unfortunately has it on every organ in her body. She describes it as feeling like crushed glass in her body. Not only that, but Lydia has fractured her spine, which requires rods to keep her upright. Two highly invasive surgeries have been required. Unfortunately, the waiting list for this can be up to five years So five years of feeling like you've broken glass in your body. Well, all Lydia wants to do is help rescue and rehabilitate animals for a career and be able to experience normal teen memories like going to festivals, going out with our mates, whatever it might be. She's 17, like, you know what I mean? Um, She's in so much pain, she spends most of it on the sofa in pain. When it's manageable, she goes to college to complete her course in animal care, something sometimes having to lay down in the back of the class to ease her pain. Johnny is our personal tutor, and he said, when I told Lydia about the day trippers have done in the past and who they've helped, the kind of person she uh, and the kind of person she is, she said she doesn't deserve it, and other people deserve it more than her. So, um, we can put that to bed. All right, um, nobody deserves anything more than anyone else. Okay, um, we've helped with things raising a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred and fifty thousand euros, a hundred and twenty thousand euros, ten thousand euros. It doesn't matter how much. We try to earn it. The, the number's not important. The goal is what's important. So the link is in the description. Um, £5,000. I think she's nearly at a 1000 already. So we're hoping to get this done nice and quickly for Lydia so she doesn't have to wait a horrendous amount of time for um, two operations. So if you can, the link is in the description, as I said. You can click on that. You can donate. And as we always say, as Kev always tells us, Five euros and ten euros or five pounds and ten pounds is what really turns this thing over at an alarming rate where you can get it to a you like a really good total really, really quickly. If you can't, as we always say, copy the link, send it to your friends, your family. You know, we all know kids, seventeen year old kids, eight and doesn't matter if it's male or female, we all know kids that you could look at them one day and they're fine and the next like they're suffering from that, which is just sounds horrific, and um, to be quite honest with you. So um Donate if you can, share the link if you can, and um, we'll get Lydia to five grand. But as we always say, we will not stop until she gets to five grand. We just don't. You know, we're annoying fuckers, to be quite honest with you. So check it out. And if you can help, please, please help. And we won't stop talking about Lydia until she hits the five grand. Um, and hopefully Gav, can I can just jump in? Can yeah. I jump in just to say, don't throw in super chats for it. Go no. to the GoFundMe. Oh, Don't. we'll turn off our Super Chat if we have yeah. to. Yeah, um, just because we'll people do again. think they're helping when they're doing mm. that, but it's not the best way of getting No, the because, because YouTube take 20% of it. So the best thing to do is... If you want to hear a super chat in here, fine, but do not do it towards that. The best thing to do is don't do the super chat. Just send it. It Just literally, as you're watching the video, you can click a link and it'll bring you straight in. Open your screen while you're still watching us. You can say, I was going to give... 10 euros to the day trippers just don't just hit click this link hit 10 euros it takes about 30 seconds to do and as i said fivers and tenors are the ones that keeps it turning over bigger one bigger amounts are welcome but it's the small ones that help and i understand people are loads of people are struggling at the minute um you know 
loads of people are struggling and it's not easy times at the minute for people but if you can help please please help um emma gomez gomez um somebody said earlier he's four choice center back we're playing a four choice center back but emma we look at this guy and we think he you know we're hoping for joe gomez to push whether it's Mata Barcanate to, and maybe even Virgil van Dijk at this minute, but he hasn't shown himself in a great light in the last couple of games, has he? No, we said at the start of the season um, that when Canate got, got injured and Mata was injured as well, that he needs to take the, the bull by the horns and he has in some games, but hasn't in others. And I mean, that's probably the story of our season. Like we said, we're consistently inconsistent. Um, he has been outstanding in, in certain games, but he's been poor in the last two, definitely. And then Napoli obviously stands out. He stands out a mile. Um, it's probably difficult when players around you also aren't playing so good. Um, so it doesn't do your confidence any any use. Um, but um, I had a big argument with my cousin. He listens to the show as well. I had an argument with him on WhatsApp last night. He says, I always thought he was shy. And I was like, oh, hang on a second. He was unbelievable back in... 2019 he goes oh yeah that was 2019 it's only three years ago and he's still only 24 so he is a decent player but I just think that I think somebody said the word earlier on panic I think he probably has a tendency to panic more than others and uh, is probably more guilty than others of bar the whole Alisson pass back um, of playing blind balls or just trying to get rid of a ball into the midfield which more often than not turns us back around and it's coming straight back down his throat um, I still probably maintain he's probably one of England's best centre halves and that's not saying much for what else they have um, but um, I don't think I don't think he has to worry about his passport in terms of going to the World Cup or anything like that but um, yeah it's it's a shame because he I really like him um, he's fast strong but decision making isn't probably the better side of his game I think he might be trying too hard to impress at times. You know, like going to try to win that ball against West Ham for that penalty is ridiculous. And that to me screams of a player that's just trying to be too proactive. A bit like Dayan Lovren used to be for Liverpool. And I'm not putting him in the same bracket as Dayan Lovren because like Dayan Lovren was just like mental. You know what I mean? Had some good games, had some bad games for Liverpool, but tried to be, when you knew, when Dayan Lovren was trying to be impress people, that's when you knew he was going to have a bad game. You know, proactive Lovren was just not to be there. Keith, Virgil van Dijk isn't covering himself in any glory either. No, no, he's not. Um, again, it, it, is it the system? Do you know what I mean? Is it when one thing isn't working, people are overcompensating? But for me, with van Dijk, it just looks like he's from the very first game against Fulham, he didn't look really at it. Now, last season, he came back from the injury, and I thought. He was he was excellent last season, you know. Didn't look like he was feeling the effects of a of, of a bad injury, an injury that look Shawnee and the others have said it's not the injury it was 10, 15 years ago. So you can come back from it, but this year there's something not right with him now. I don't know, you know. I think we can be guilty sometimes of of giving passes to our favourites and blaming the Gomez's and the Curtis Joneses of this world. But Van Dijk just looks like he's he's a bit too um, a bit too casual at the moment for my liking. In in that he's just given 
we know he was always a, a casual type of defender. Like he would stand off, stand off, stand off, and then he'd make the move when you needed to make the move. But to me, it looks like instead of being two steps off, he's three steps off. And by the time he goes to make the move, it's too late. Now, look, I don't know if uh, Jeremiah is saying he knows it's his last World Cup. And, and I'm sort of... In my head, I'm thinking, has he got his eye on the World Cup because he missed the Euros and he doesn't have that much left in him? I don't know. But you expect your big players, and this is the problem that we were having this season, is the big boys are not doing the job except for Alisson. You know, we can look at Trent, we can look at Virgil, we can look at Fabinho, Salah to an extent. You know, they've not been where we needed them to be. I mean, people are jumping and say, oh, you're blaming Fabinho and this and that. And you're not saying anything about Henderson. Henderson shouldn't really be in there starting 11 anymore. That's why I'm not including him. But I'm just saying that these big lads, and I think Van Dijk has been off the off the boil. I think it's fair to say that. I don't think it's controversial. You know what I mean? We're not saying that just for clicks and likes. But I think he has been a bit, as I say, three yards, three yards off instead of two. But it doesn't sort of take away from the the Joe Gomez thing in that he's just too he's trying things that are as you said, Gav. It's very Dejan Lovren. He's a great game against Man City, and then goes out, gives away a penalty against West Ham. Dilly Dally's on the ball against Forest, concedes the free kick that we can see from, and then plays a blind pass three minutes or whatever into a game against Leeds at home that absolutely took the bleeding wind out of us. But. Does Gomez need a confident Van Dijk beside him? And that, that's the problem. Too many lads are off, you know, off form here. And that's where we're falling down. We, Shani said it, it's a machine. If there's one cog is off, the whole thing is fucked. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I think it's hard to blame um, the likes of, of Gomez without portioning the blame onto the other more senior players that, that probably should be leading a bit better. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. I think, you know, you can you can point to when you look at Gomez, you can kind of say to yourself, "Well, is VVD any good playing playing well on one side of him?" And Trent has been, I think he's been a disaster this season. Um, bar a couple of games, I think he's been a disaster. So you kind you have to look at like when I look at Fabinho, I think he's banging out of form. I think his legs look like they're gone. But then I look and I'm kind of going, "Well, the other two beside him are meant to be rotating because he seems to be the." Con- the consistent one there and the two that are rotating can't fucking like they can't give him a break you know what I mean they're not giving him enough of a break so there is and, and that's what's called but that's where the injuries come back into it is where we say could this this fella being back would help would help would help but, but the, and Kanate may help when he comes back don't get me wrong but in midfield for me I'm looking and I'm saying to myself there's no one there like alright you, you, if you want to hang your hat and Kate fine but there's nobody there where you think he'll come back in he'll make a massive difference to us over a period of time that he's going to play 25 games and these lads can roll he can be the consistent one and other people can rotate around him I, I just don't I just don't see where it is Shani there's been loads of talk around um, Klopp FSG you know, there's all there's all sorts going on at the minute. Um, Scott Holder with a super chest has said last year that we needed two midfielders and was laughed at. Um, we need four midfielders before next year, two eights. Fab, Fabinho's replacement, a proper central attacking midfielder between 22 and 25. Tired of our cheap shy. And Sean super chat says, I hear what Sean, he says, but the question is, if we found out that Jürgen was responsible for our transfers and he refused them, would we be clopped out? Um... Look, 
Shawnee. We had a big FSG chat last week, and we we were nearly all of the opinion that look, the transfers that hasn't been enough. We haven't been ruthless enough. Um, you know, we haven't you know shoe many we didn't get, and we just went oh you know we we can't get another one. And I don't I don't believe that if we didn't get shoe many. We just signed Nunes. Nunes was coming in anyway for me, but. Is this just compounding this week on week, Johnny? Where, you know, if anyone had any doubts, them doubts are gone because this is just, you know, there's just no other way around this. But doing what we need to do in January and that's make moves. If that's not one, maybe two. Yeah, just like it's a just a fucking cluster fuck of things. Like it's just like one of them things now. Like. I feel, I feel like if Liverpool fell into a barrel of tits, they came out sucking their own mickeys. Honestly, yeah. they just we've had no <laughs> real we've had no real look in terms of um with injuries with players we were trying to get in. And look, you you need to you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan B, and I don't think they did. But whatever about injuries and all, I don't think. Like you look at, I think one of the last things Klopp would have expected to happen to this team is literally nearly all of our big hitters to lose form at the same time, and, and that's what's happened, really. Um, like we went through Van Dijk there, he's not at it, Trent not at it, like Robertson, probably the last two games he's had, probably two of his better games in a while, I think. He looked a lot better against Ajax, and I didn't think he was too bad last night. Uh, Mao hasn't been—he's getting goals, but hasn't been himself really. But for me, Fabinho is is like the the conduit to to everything good. Uh, Liverpool. Look, remember we used to say when Fabinho plays well, we win. If he plays well in them big games, we win, and that was the case because not only did he mop up. Second ball, he she he feels our back four. One thing he was was he was fucking brilliant at getting us away in transition with his, his range of passing. And now he just looks way too scared to make mistakes because he knows that not maybe his legs aren't gone, but he knows at at this moment in time he hasn't got the juice to recover. If I give away, if this ball breaks, if this pass doesn't make it and the ball breaks, I'm not getting there because he's getting ran all over. So we're not only losing that aspect of his game where he's getting us up the pitch with them clipped, clipped balls over the top into Mo and they quickly turning the ball over and recycling and getting out and getting us on. He's so fucking key to that system. And he's he's not doing any of that. He's not winning second balls. He's getting bullied in tackles yesterday. There was a t- He got caught with the ball yesterday on the ball and he just kicked it out of play. Uh, and... When he is on it, it's the fucking five-yard pass. It's no use to nobody. So, And that's killing us all over the pitch, Gav, because everything is our whack. Like, we were seeing the high line. We haven't really seen the high line anymore. It just looks like close to that folk at the back. Fucking keystone cops. Lads just swiping at everything. There's no composure. No composure in an either box. And it's killing us. And You can... You can turn around and say, toy this, toy that. It starts in the midfield because there's no fucking energy there. But outran again. I seen the out last night when it flashed up on the screens like 60. They outran us last night. They bullied us. We're getting bullied. Klopp's big thing is always about winning. 
uh, being a hard team to play against. We're so fucking easy to play against. Any side now, any side, and I'm not even going to say we're, even with a bit about you because you don't have to have a fucking bit about you. Forest can beat you and West Ham can beat you. They know now if we stay in this game until the last 10 minutes, whether it's on one nil down or nil all, we can get points. And that hasn't been the case for a long time at Liverpool. So I think the reaction we're seeing now from fans is, I think it's borne out of the fact that the last five years we've just been fucking brilliant. Yeah. We've been brilliant and we, we, we became accustomed to being brilliant, winning games, handy controlling games, dominating games, home and away, Europe, fucking everywhere. Everywhere. And th- the drop-off has been rapid, so it's hard for people to take. Now, I, I'm not going to qu- fucking call people spoiler brats. I think they just got used to winning. We all love winning. But wh- what's happened here now is there's a forced transition. And it looks like to me, Klopp at the moment is going, fuck me. I'm supposed to be. He's trying. To, it's like trying to get fucking water out of a boat. And holes just keep appearing. And that could have been helped by maybe himself, the recruitment team and the owners. Whoever you want to stick the blame on. That could have been all of them together. If you're sticking blaming, they all have to be blamed. This, like, this is not. This is not like. It's not only this doesn't belong to just one sport. This happens in every sport all over the world. Teams at the very top have lifespans of maybe three to four years, five years if you're lucky. And I think what we're seeing now is without being too dramatic, I think this team as we know it and as we knew it is done. I think it's done in an aspect where key players and key performers are now no longer able to give us that consistency that we need, whether it's two games a week. It, they just can't do it. And that's what, that's where my frustration lies because everybody fucking knew that. How was it expected to carry on? It started when we won the, the Champions League and they only brought in Elliot and Adrian and everyone said, we went on and won the league. Yeah, because we were in the early stages of building a fucking world-class team. They were expected to go again. But you need to be just adding them on so when they fall off. For example, look at fucking uh, Bernardo Silva at Man City. He goes in there just as David Silva's about to leave. It's just transition, perfect, gone. Rodri, He's there for a few years, on and off the bench. Fernandinho's out, gone. Bang, you're in. It's succession planning in advanced to being advanced. <clears throat> you need to be fucking pre-active when you're, when you're making succession planning. But when you want to stay at the very top, you have to be a step ahead of the step ahead. And we seem to have done a good job with the forward line. And we look like we're covered at the back. More or less, you're looking at Canate. There's question marks about Gomez, but I'm with Emmett. He's 24. There's life in him, yeah. He's young for a centre-back. But when you look at the midfield gap, we've signed two midfielders, permanent deals, since 2018. Naby Keita and Thiago. Am I missing anybody? No. Fabinho. Yeah, well, yeah. Fabinho. Yes, three. So that's that's 2018. Mm. That's fucking five years now. Four years, five years. Yeah. It's what, what like what the fuck did they expect? 
and you can turn around and tell me Carvalho and Elliot midfields they're not Liverpool midfielders and I'm not I'm not that's not they're not they they're not Liverpool style midfielders they're not Liverpool style throw Corpus Jones into that as well because there is another similar player to them too but what I would say for you, what I would you, say you for Carvalho to, you, need look, you need to look since that window where we bought Keita and Fabinho we've signed fucking one midfielder on a permanent deal one what yeah. the fuck? How, like, how, 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 is, how is that happening? I, I, look, th- but this is what I'm saying to you. It, it comes to the start of the season. Klopp says, and, and it's openly quoted yeah. on, num- yeah. hold on, on numerous yeah. places. He hold says, on. he says. Now listen, he's. You know what he says. Now you can take yeah, it as you, Klopp being stubborn. He, you can take it as I'm covering for FSG. You can take whatever way you want it, right? But like you said there a minute ago, Klopp's looking, going, what the fuck? Part of me does look at Klopp and he thinks to himself, fuck. He, he actually has that look off him where he, he's kind of looking at him going, oh, bollocks. You know what I mean? It's nearly written all over him, right? And people going, oh, Klopp, look, oh, I've seen fucking stupid things about, you know, Klopp, oh, we're tired for Klopp to go. And I'm kind of going, all right, well, if Klopp goes, um, bring someone, who are you bringing in first of all? And who's going to come in and work for this FSG that everyone fucking hates, which is, a, so it's, it's a, it's a non-fucking argument at the minute. Um, but I think like Kev said it earlier, what's gone is gone, but they'll be judged in January because I, I genuinely don't know. Like, listen, he'd want to be Moses part and water at this fucking stage to get that squad through this season to reach any sort of goal. Can't. And that's and that's not being a wanker over it. That's I'm 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 always optimistic. I'm I'm yeah. I would call myself optimistic, but at the same time I'll kinda of go, well hold on, that's not right or that's not wrong. But I like to be optimistic. But me sitting here without absolutely slamming Klopp or any of the players or anything, just looking on the evidence without getting too emotional over it, he would need to be fucking Padre Pio at this stage to get Ryan, one for our one, one for the kids. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he would need to be Padre Pio at this stage to get that squad as it stands, even with the players coming back. Because when the players come back, you don't know who's going to fucking fall out at the same time to get them to any sort of accomplishment towards the end of the season. Now, I could be eating my words come May, but I don't think looking at the evidence so far that I would be. So I think Kev, as he said earlier, I think they will be judged in January. And it, listen, if it takes the club themselves to hold their hands up and go, we were completely wrong as a club in the summer. We got it wrong. We're trying to fucking change it. You know, fair enough. You're trying to change it. But I just, for the life of me, looking on the evidence at the moment, I'm just, it's almost sad to see players that are fucking can't turn, can't run. You know, both our pants says, great name, by the way, James Milner has played 17 games in all competitions for us this season. 17 appearances he's made this season. I he probably played 17 20, 20, games. 29, I think, he made in the whole of last season, I think. But he, he's probably... Um, Bobby asked with a super chat, lads, can you tell us what our identity is? The identity is all over the place for me because yeah. I actually have lads messaging us. We say in the WhatsApp group even, what fucking system are we playing here? Like, what are we doing here? I mean, it doesn't It doesn't seem to It doesn't yeah. seem to work. But um, I'm going to start with you first on this and we'll finish up, right? Um... We have we've a couple of league games. We've 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 sports in Southampton, I think, before the World Cup. We have Napoli during the week. We have Derby in the League Cup, right? What 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 can we do in these couple of games to get us to the World Cup where we're not in any worse position than we are now? Because I'm looking at Spurs away 
and even Southampton at home, and I'm going saying to myself, we're in trouble here. <laughs> I'd probably be more worried about Southampton yeah. than Spurs. Uh, we seem to turn it on. I mean, two best games this season so far have probably been against City, Charity Shield, and the Community Shield, and and in the league. Um, what can we do? Survive, try and get to that World Cup um, as unscathed as possible. Um, it's it's hard to see it. It's hard to see it. We'll, we'll probably go out on Tuesday and smash Napoli, <laughs> and then uh, get hopped off in the league. I, I I just think we need to survive till the World Cup and get our players back. Um, I think we've a couple then, do we? Before the window opens after the World Cup, yeah, yeah. the twenty six. We're back. Yeah, we're back. We're back for two or three. I think before yeah. the window opens. Yeah. So I think we 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 just need to survive them as best we can, but. We need to have somebody signed in the first couple of days of, but, of January. But even even in those four games and the couple you talk about after the World Cup, right? How do we protect this midfield? Because like, listen, if we don't protect this midfield by telling, but in my opinion, if we don't protect this midfield by telling the forwards, listen, stop pressing the other team until they hit a certain marker on this pitch. Because as soon as you press, they're playing beyond you, and their midfield can't run around. They can't run around. It's a different midfield every couple of days. They don't have the legs. And on top of that then, because they can't run around, you're asking the defence to turn around and say, well, listen, you just have to react because if them forwards go and press and it gets played through, they're all over you. Like, how do we protect this midfield? What do we do? Like, Keith, what do we do for this midfield in, in the next four games where we say we need to be more solid? Because you can be as solid as you want in defence. Right or, or or bring your fullbacks back, but if your midfield is getting played around, Keith, your defense will never. Your defenders as a unit will individually and as a unit will never hold out for the game. It's as simple as that. It's impossible if the midfield can't do it. As you said, if you press from the front and they pop it into the midfield, players are walking through our midfield. You don't have to be an athlete to get the better of our midfield at the moment, and that's what's killing us. And are these three going to the World Cup? Like, is Thiago back in the Spanish squad? I no, know he no. was, but he's back out no. again. Is he good? Fabinho will go with Brazil and Henderson will probably go with England as well. We could have done without that. Do you know what I mean? We could have done with their manager saying, these are stinking, we'll leave them behind because I think these need to be, I don't know what the plans are during the World Cup for the players that don't go, whether they'll get a break or whatever, that'll be intense training, whatever the plan will be. But I think you touched on something there, um, Gav and, and Emmett as well. You know, what can we do with this midfield? The best we can hope for this season with this midfield. Sorry, Keith, you is, answer that and then Keith and Sean yeah. can answer. I'm just going to grab yeah. a cam. The best we can do with this midfield is just hope for the best and stop the bleeding. We we can't change our fortunes with the current players we have. We can only sort of stop the rot. And is that enough to push us on? I don't think so. I think we need an injection into the midfield in January. But who was that player? Do you know what I mean? Look, I've mentioned the likes of Moise Casado loads of times. Moise Casado is only 20. Do you know what I mean? He's the same age as Carvalho. He's the same age as, or a year older than Harvey Elliott. Do we need more experienced players than that? Do we need a player that's more of a, literally a number six type of player, like a Sangare or something like that? Like, what player do we need? What can we do? Does a number six push us on? Does it give us a base to allow us to build? Like, how do you think we can fix this in the January? Because people are just saying, get the January, get the January, get the January. (laughs) 
but who the fuck are we going to sign in January? Because I'm seeing players like Lucas Sukic and all that from from Salzburg. He's not going to fix what's happening in their midfield. He's he's an attacking midfield player or a winger. Do you know what I mean? Like he's not going to be the blade answer. Who's the player that can fix it? And that's where my worry is. People think it's easy to just get out there. I don't know who the player is that can come in that's of the right profile that can do it. I think Shawnee touched on it earlier on the when he said that the high line seems to have disappeared. But yeah, our midfield still try and get as far forward as they used to. Yeah. So have we actually told the, the defence to stop playing the high line, but the midfield and uh, not communicate that to the midfielders and the forwards? Because they're still pressing, but we're not. The defenders aren't coming up with them. So look, it's all it all looks disjointed. I don't know. I I I like the sound of this guy Enzo Fernandez. He's kind of a yeah, defender cool, yeah. midfielder as well. Gets a, I gets think a it's mad. I think it's mad to throw I think yeah. it's mad to throw names because if you throw a name anywhere, it's just going to fucking gather pace. And then if you don't sign them, we're the worst in the world. Yeah. Scott with a super chat says FSG at Club have been in the game too long to be making the same mistakes, acting like pre, pre acting like preschoolers. If players aren't performing, send them out. We need two in January. Um, Darius Height with another super chat says, uh, unfortunately, we have to depend on Jones, Naby, and Ox for these games. Um, they uh, they will be rested during the World Cup. Um, but you know what? Like when it all when it all comes down to it, um, we need to change something. We on the pitch. Forget forget what we should do in January and all that sort of stuff. We need to do something to protect ourselves. To you know, batten down the hatches for a couple of games and say, right, listen, our midfielders can't play three games in a week. We're being outrun. We're being this. We're being that. We're being the other. We need to change something. And for me, if we don't, I think we're going to get hurt. And we're going to hurt badly. And I just get concerned that if we don't get to January and something hasn't torn, or we just we've stemmed the flow a little bit, that this could just snowball in all over the fucking place, like all over the place. Um, look, it's 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 not nice to come on and talk about no. Liverpool defeats. Um, it's not nice to come on and when and it hurts me to come on and, and talk about players and you kind of go. And genuinely, you do look, at, and it's not me me being like just, you know, overreacting to stuff. But genuinely, you're looking at players going, I don't know if there's any more in him, you know. Like Shawnee, I'll ask you something, right? Say for argument's sake, we get to January, and we sign two midfielders, right? Take whatever ones you want. I don't care about fucking money or anything. But we sign two. Can you see the two signings rejuvenating players in that squad, or is it a case of? No, we probably thought we needed two, and now you're looking at going, they're probably showing that we need more than that. Or can you see Fabinho up, getting up, taking that, and up, lifting that? Can you see a Henderson with a reserve role in the squad getting a lift in that? Can two be really good for the team, but also really good for everyone else around them? I presume they can. Well, it depends who they are. Well, you pick two. But this is the thing where Liverpool got, like you say, two signers in January. It could be fucking Kabak and Davies all over again. Yeah, like, well, Chris, Chris Frank says the exact that, yeah. same thing. Could be Arda Mello. Like, that, it, that's no use. Like, we need someone with legs in there, a physical, physical specimen who can get around the pitch, who can retain the ball, who can win the ball back. We need... Sounds like you're describing Key Plunker here, to be honest with you. We need a 25-year-old... 
Genie Moynihan. No, you're not, you're not describing Keith Plunk anymore. Come on. We need a 25-year-old Genie Moynihan. And we need somebody who can sit in there uh, and just take Fabinho, even if it's Would fun. you go for Declan Rice? I'd give 100 million for Declan Rice tomorrow. I think he's fucking brilliant. Wow. I'm not a huge fan. I have to say, I'm not a huge fan of his. But he's I think brilliant. we do need to get English players in as well because... I, I'm starting to come all around to the Declan Royce, throw money at West Ham, see what they want and bring no, him but in. Really, but we need, we need two players. And you, Gab, you saying they're going to make a difference. Look, they might not, but what I definitely will do will, will lead, give us a little bit of fucking stability because it's something that we haven't got there at the moment. And I reckon with two players in there who can play, who have legs, who have energy, would sort an awful lot of our problems. It would allow our defenders to defend and our attackers to attack. And I think that's exactly what we need. It's never a good time to be fucking buying players in January, but we actually have no excuse though. So we need we need to do it. And people turn around going, you don't want them to, sp- to spread this, that, and the other. Honestly, if they've to spend fucking 80 million in a window, they've got to do it. They've got to do it. Mm. Because, look... I don't, I, the people saying top four is over, I don't agree with that whatsoever. Look at yesterday. Sports pulling one out of White and Bournemouth and fucking Chelsea getting battered. Teams are all over the place in this league this year. They're going to drop points. Yeah, but it's about putting four or five. You need to put four or five wins together, Shani, and we just don't look like doing it. Yeah, but if we if we can get players back in the World Cup, like we fucking, if Klopp wanted to play a 4-3-3 now, we couldn't even play one if he wanted. Yeah. Because the players aren't there. Look mm. at the bench yesterday. That's, all, that's the Kevin that's Ball. The Kevin Ball that's is asking, "Where's the money coming from, lads?" Well, the, like, Coca Cola. <laughs> Coca Cola. <laughs> no, but but the thing is, um, Kev, the way it is, like, if we're spending everything we brought in, and Mo chatted on another thing on Twitter today, and I was, it absolutely bamboozled me as to where he was getting his numbers from. Um, and look, he's he's well entitled to put that stuff on Twitter, but I just couldn't get my head around how Liverpool are literally putting everything back in that they earn. But he's telling us that they're not. But the numbers aren't there to really prove that. But they might prove themselves in, in January or February. But also, um, apparently, these numbers can be misleading. So it was very confusing for me today with regards to Liverpool's finances. But, Kev, the big thing for me on that is, is that... Um, yeah, it, it's listen. Your model. I, I said it the other night. If you're if you're absolutely spot on with this model, and what I mean is you're absolutely on it every fucking day from you know the time you wake up to the time you go to bed, you're bang on it. It works, and you can spend money, and you can have a great squad. And Liverpool did have a great squad. We just haven't replenished it enough. Maybe you know we just haven't replenished it enough properly over the last eighteen months to two years, and it's starting to show there now. And that's that's absolutely fine. Klopp has believed that he could do it. He's probably wrong, and he's probably he's openly admitted he's wrong, and he's probably thinking big time to himself. No, I'm really fucking wrong now, but I can't come out and tell them that at the minute. Um, and the model can be absolutely perfect, but if it goes wrong and you take your eye off it as a club, forget manager, forget recruitment, forget fucking Billy Hogan or where all the lads. If you take your eye off it as a club, which if they have taken their eye off it, it's as a club because nobody's just making one decision within that club and everybody's going, oh, that's a great decision. They all sit down. We know this. Like, this isn't me trying to fucking plumage you. We know that they all sit down and they all talk and they all have meetings constantly about fucking things, right? 
But if it's gone wrong and you've taken your eye off it, it's time to buy a bullet and say to yourself, lads, we take in X amount and we spend X amount and we're fucked, right? So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to find 100 million somewhere and we're going to have to, you know, um, put it in and we're going to have to make way, make our way through this over the next whatever amount of time and maybe not changing the model completely, but bending a little bit of leeway where you go, you have to, I know it's more than we earn, but we have to get the investment in here because if we don't, we will stop earning what we're currently earning and we will we won't have the opportunity to earn it. You know, it's just it's it's fucking economics. That's just how it works, you know what I mean? Sure, and we'll have, we'll have, the, have to bend it a little bit and we'll have to absorb it over but, a time. They're not um, afraid to spend the money. If we believe the too many deal was was something <clears> that was in place and if we believe that the the Bellingham price was set and if we believe um Kiesa and all but be, but that's what I mean. Be, so if the, be, they're not afraid be, to spend be, money. That's They're gone. not afraid to spend money, but that's what but I mean. Yeah, so the money is there. Wages. Well, the wages is a different thing, but if you're talking about 100 million transfer on Jill Bellingham, the money is there. That's the point. The money is there. Is a club that's not willing to spend on the backup or the, the right player. That show you has to go out the window. There has to be a fucking deal done. If it's not going to be a Bellingham or a Declan Rice or a player that's going to want 200 grand a week, because a lot of them are, let's be honest, it has to be the next level down. Now, I've seen Alexis McAllister get mentioned in there. I'd love Alexis McAllister. signed a new deal. We signed a new deal, so he's out of, the, out of the equation. They have to look for a smarter player to get in if they're not going to pay the wages. The money is there. The money is there. It's not like they have to find it. They're just not willing to spend that, and they're not willing to spend the wages on top of the Whopper transfer fee, which makes no sense. Yeah, but, because but, if you're spending that money, they're getting big wages. Yeah, so it's a correct. Catch and, and the other thing is, before any fucking bids, before you agree with any club, you're usually going in and saying to a player, you know, what, what's the fucking, what's the ballpark here? That's the ballpark, mm-hmm. Grant, right? And we go off and we'll agree a deal with the club. Because you've seen it so many times, you know, Monaco have agreed or too many has agreed to deal with Real Madrid. It's just up to Real Madrid to agree a fee now at Monaco, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but look, it's it's one of those where I think, you know, we keep talking about January, but I think without without repeating ourselves, it, it feels like we just need to, you know, if I said to you now, you could be fucking Marty McFly and go fucking forward to the 4th of January, everyone would be on it. The fucking bus would be packed, you know what I mean? Because everyone would just want to get to the 4th of January and um, see where we are from there. Um, we're going to leave it there, though. It was a good chat. We've been critical. We've There's a bit of hope there. Um, bit of, little bit of positivity and different things, yeah, maybe. But overall... Um, it's been, it's been, it's been all right. It hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be because uh, Sunday nights are becoming a fucking struggle. Oh, stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's like Glen Rowe and you'd be up for school the next day. Oh, isn't it? yeah. You'd where in the Rowe. world? Do you ever wear in the yeah, world was on yeah. the Sunday night? Well, you get the text from you on a Sunday now. Are you doing a show tonight? I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Who was on yeah. Where in the World? What was your woman's name on Where in the World? Trees Alow. Trees Alow. Yeah. 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 And then during the week, you'd have a bit of Annika Rice just landing on the top of mountains in helicopters, yeah. remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was no. the crack. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I was drinking when you said I need to go baby nose. Um That was deadly challenge, Annika. That yeah, was class. Yeah. yeah. Um I'd challenge Annika to just lay off the helicopters, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um yeah. Shawnee, anything else before we go? I think Shawnee's reading well, the star sign there. Go on. <laughs> I'm looking up Glenn Rowe here to see if I remember oh, he can't just Oh, yeah, look up, look up, up, up in Glen Row, look yeah. up um, Moiley and Fidelma. 
He was at the Woody yeah. fucker laughing at no, Ask your bros, they'll all know about it, Sean. Yeah, that was the thing. Sunday night, Glenn Rowe comes on in yeah. the bed. Sure, there's about eight lessons on a Sunday night. I reckon they were all, you know, fucking you. Were, when he gets out of the bat, the next fella has to get in. That's yeah. how it was in the end. The Glenn Rowe music used to make you remember you fucking forgot to do your homework. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. It was a hundred percent that. What's yeah. this? What's this alternative movie ending you were talking about? Actually, oh, so last week Keith wanted uh, Keith wanted them. Um, the alternative, the alternative movie ended to Dirty Dancing, right? He said, listen, if they just left the band playing at the end of that, it would have been grand. There's no need for Swayze to rock in there and pick your woman up and swing around. And I said, well, look, Keith, if that happens, it just ends up the film ends with some boxy band playing in the background. Swayze's outside having a smoke <laughs> and your woman's fucking having a moan over in the corner, right? Yeah. So um, I asked Keith what the last film was he watched. I just asked him today and he said Halloween. <laughs> the original. So was it Halloween? Halloween. Yeah. The yeah, new yeah, original. What? The original. The original Halloween movie. Nineteen seventy eight cracking movie. Nineteen seventy eight cracking movie. Keith yeah. Keith uh, so I said to Keith, what would be the alternative end of the Halloween? Now my suggestion was is that instead of nearly getting caught, right, he holds his hand up and says, Look, I'm sorry. Right? And <laughs> they all go, Look, don't worry about it. And he ends up he ends up, you know, uh I don't know, he ends up doing the trolleys in Dunn Stars or Tesco's, right? But on a spare time, he's like a counsellor for younger kids and he he, he manages the under-12s baseball team. I think that would be a brilliant alternative event. Just to oh, bore the fuck uh, out. What? What about the shining? Like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> the shining. Jack Nicholson's uh, driving up to the hotel and he just turns around and goes, I don't know what fuck this, I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. Have you got a tin of paint and I'll paint yeah. all these doors rather than smash two? Or, he, or, or he smashes up all the doors, right? And then bangs his head and wakes up and goes, he even go to the hotel. That? He just going around on the road and go, oh, say, that's a lot of all. No, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say he could bang his head then and go, am I the fucking doing that? I'm a fucking prick, am I? And then next of all, you see him and he's allowed, you know, doors and he's playing in a bit off the end. He's putting all the doors back um, proper. But Keith, what would your be alternative ending to be to The Shining or Halloween now, to be honest with you? Eh... Uh, well, to Halloween, yeah, I, I agree. The rehabilitated serial killer is 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 good stick, all right. Um, I don't know how feasible it can be. He goes in there as about six years old after killing his whole family. Um, I don't know if we can rehabilitate him. But funny thing, we were watching it, right? And as I say, six when he gets fucked into the mental hospital, he escapes fifteen years later. It's a good film. It's a great film. Yeah, it's a great oh, film. Heavy. But, but yes, do you know how he escapes? He, he robs a car, right? He's in the mental hospital. No, no, he's 15 years later, so he escapes. But he's six when he goes in. Great driver, right? Robs the car, goes (laughs) to Haddon. Hold on, what time does he go into? What what, what age is he when he goes into this hospital? Six. And he comes out at 21 and he's a deadly driver. Was his airport school a motor going in every month to to give him a lesson? He's following the kids around Haddonfield in the car. But you know what my missus said? She goes, he's a better driver than you. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Because he is a better driver than me. Six years old, he went in and he's a better driver than fucking I am. But yeah, yeah I, I was like, what's going on here? He, he robs a car, drives off into the night and then starts stalking people in the car. It, great film, cracking yeah. film. So I'd like to know where he learned to drive. So M- what you're saying is he should come out okay, and instead of being a killer at the end, he should go, listen, driving lessons free for everyone for the next month <laughs> yeah. and we call it quits. 
Yeah, right, yeah. So, so hold on, fill it, hold on, Johnny, to fill it in Halloween, the alternative ending for Keith to Halloween is your man apologising and offering driving lessons to everyone in the town for a yeah. month for free. Right, we get it. Uh, he's a natural. He's a natural. You know, he's just <laughs> it's like Colin McRae going around yeah. the gaff, is he? All right. Uh, he's safe, Shawnee, you can pick any film you want for an alternative ending if you want. Any tip film you want. Um, what do you think? Free Willy lands on the wall. Something yeah. along them lines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, George, our man just says, fuck that, boys. I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm not you do know shark, lads. You know yeah, it's a shark. Like, like, if, if that doesn't happen, like the, the whole film doesn't make sense. Do you ever get what, like, when you're, you're talking about it seriously, someone is like, yeah, well, why wouldn't you just do that? And he goes, because that wouldn't make good television, you fucking yeah. EJ. It's an army. I'm trying to think. What, what, like, like in free Willy, God, imagine Paddy Swayze just saying, "I ah, fucked that off. I'm doing all my hair. She's a fucking melter." Imagine in free Willy, the ump is on the wall and he's going, "Come on, free, come on, Willy, come on, Willy," and then he just swims up to it and goes, "I'm bollocks," and just throws yeah. out, "Just I'll stay here." Imagine Terminator. He just walks into the police station. He's like, "Where's Sarah Connor? She's not in there." And he says, oh, "I'll be back," but he just. Doesn't He's come like back. Goes out for the milk and never comes back. Yeah, he doesn't come back. He ends up meeting <laughs> an A for a point and he forgets all about her. Yeah, he just never shows up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Emma, any alternative ends to any films? You can have I'll, go with the, I'll go with The Shining because it was mentioned. So he does up the hotel and then gets a job on RTE going around judging all the, the hotels in Ireland. Oh, look, your man. Look, your man. Look, the brothers. What's his name? No, is there hold on? Is there a Bannon the fellow that does the whole thing? Bannon is oh. room to approve. Francis Francis the, 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 yeah. Francis what? Francis Brennan. Brennan. He's a mad boss at him, isn't Francis he? Francis and John Brennan. Oh my god, the fellow yeah. with the silver hair. He's a yeah, mad yeah. fucker he is. Silver and he's just fucks, yeah. but you know what I loved about him was he was always real happy and smiley while absolutely slaughtering people. Yeah. You know, like he's constantly smiling while telling like people they're the worst people in the world to be um, employed in a hotel. But um, there you go. Um, I'll turn to Phil Menons to finish us off because look, what's the point? Like we're just we're meant to have a laugh. Um, we're now taking a fucking different one. Now. Yeah, yeah. Get your ideas <laughs> in for next week, kids. We'll Liverpool lose away to Spurs. Um, Shawnee, anything else before we go? Yeah, I actually do have a member, Sully. It's actually a true story. We a man flies the plane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The man you just called in sick. Plane crashed in the country and runs yeah. river today. He's just about fucking hell. Emma, anything else before we go? Now, Noel Kay has one there. Tom Hanks leaves Private Ryan at the bridge and just says, fuck you. Go make your own way home. <laughs> 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 um... Keith, anything else before we go? No, nothing. Can't top any of that. Great chat. I'm really into the idea of uh, the guy. What's his name? The guy from Halloween. Michael Myers. Myers. Now, what's his name in it? Michael Myers. Myers. Is Michael that his name? Myers. In it? No one, no one knows his name in real life. Right, behind okay. a mask. What's the one? What's the one? What's the other um, horror? There's a fella in it. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth. No, not Friday the Thirteenth. Is there a Jason? 
Jason is Friday the 13th. Is he? Okay. You see, I don't watch any of these films. So. Ah, you should watch them. I watch them all. But no, listen, come here. He went into a mental home and he was a really good pilot when he came out. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, he was a fucking plumber when he came out. <laughs> <laughs> come here there. I'm really behind the idea of this fella going in at six, coming out at 21. And... Like instead of people hating him, he's just giving driving lessons out. How the fuck he knows how to drive? Nobody knows, but um, I'm really, really into that. Um, Rocky trips and hits his head running up the stairs. Flight, <laughs> flight cancelled, says Brian. I don't, yeah, I'm up for that as well. Uh, listen, that has been the fat back for We've kept you for long enough. Um, thanks to Keith, thanks to Emma, thanks to Shani. Make sure to check out the link for Lydia in the show description. Maybe don't tell us she moves on to New York. See, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're all coming now. Um, yeah. The link for Lydia is in the description. If you can help out, please do by donating. If you can't, copy the link, send it amongst your friends, family, colleagues, wherever it might be, and we get it to that file and hopefully get it done before Christmas and um, that'll be a nice finish to the year oh, one uh, last film well, one last yeah. film Apocalypse Now Liverpool Comfort okay oh. nice. right. um, we might do a show soon about just alternative movie endings and whatever we want because I think they're the best shows where we just sit and just talk about whatever we fucking like but well, for the moment we leave it as Shani has to go and get his weekend games and FIFA sorted out Emma oh, is I went 18 and 2 this weekend. Ah, 18 and 2 is good. It's good. Emma has a Mallorca top on. I think someone spotted that earlier because clearly he's born to the Liverpool jersey. And Keith's <laughs> gone to watch some um, films where he can just sit there and at the end of a say to his missus, imagine this happened in the end. He's going to wreck everybody's head yeah. in the house. That's been the Fat Pack 4. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.